This episode is brought to you by R1RCM, a leading provider of technology-driven solutions that transform the financial performance of hospitals, health systems, and medical groups. R1 delivers proven, scalable operating models that power sustainable improvements to net patient revenue while reducing operating costs. To learn how you can build a future-ready revenue cycle today, visit us at www.r1rcm.com slash Beckers. Hello, and welcome to the Beckers Hospital Review podcast. My name is Will Riley from R1RCM. With me today is Gareth South. Gareth is Senior Leader of Patient Experience at California Hospital. Gareth, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Excellent. Um, let's start by just telling us a little bit about yourself, Gareth, please. Well, thank you first for having me, uh, and thank you to Beckers. It's really exciting to be here. Uh, I was named as the Rising Star 40 Under 40 last year, so it's just a moment to be back. And uh, I've been in healthcare my whole life. As you said, I'm the senior leader of patient experience at California Hospital. California Hospital is in downtown LA. Uh, it's part of the Common Spirit Health System, uh, and we're part of the California region. My mom's a nurse. My dad is a Vietnam vet. So I spent a lot of time in the public uh, sector at the VA health system and really just grew up. I know nothing else other than healthcare. I'm kind of the young buck in the game that's just been promoted left and right. Uh, in healthcare, and just have that really consumer-facing, really a deep understanding of the changing market. Um, and that's really where I've made my niche in urban underserved healthcare, and now overseeing all the experience strategy at our ministry in downtown LA. Perfect. Excellent. That's great. I'm really looking forward to talking to you about patient experience and how that's changing and what yeah. you're doing about it. I'm looking forward to learning. So... Well, let's jump in with that. Let's start by just talking about the patient in general and how their expectations have changed. Yeah. Um, whether that's driven by technology, influence from other industries, or just broader societal changes. Can you tell us a little bit about changing patient expectations? Of course. And I know that like consumer experience is the new hot topic, right? Um, and we talk a lot about accessibility and what we've learned from the consumerism, especially during the pandemic, when we're at home and just wanting everything delivered. And how can I research, right? What What's the best healthcare around? And how can I get to my provider easily? And how can I get the cheapest option? Um, but I think I'm unique in talking about the consumer experience. And I can't go remiss without talking about the workforce experience at the same time. And it's it's interesting, right? Like I'm the patient experience leader, but I'm involved in 100% of our workforce engagement strategies. And I was on the front lines of the pandemic in New York. I was in Queens, New York, and like the hardest hit in America uh, when it was just, we were making decisions left and right. And something that I really don't want to turn away from is investing into our workforce as we talk about the changing consumer, right? Because if we're not keeping our workforce stable and confident, we can't even get them to think about what's the consumer needing. So tell me a bit more about your work with the workforce. I'm curious about how you're investing there or what you're doing. Is it is it in the hospital where they're yes. encountering patients? Is it is it after the um, visit? Like, no, thank you for that. <laughs> Talking about the consumer expectation, right? And I think that 
as I've been in the field and seeing that consumers are really, I think we've moved on for looking at healthcare providers and hospitals for the skill set. Like I know now that my local hospital is going to provide that quality care. We've been in the Affordable Care Act for years now and knowing that like there's an investment in safety and quality, right? But I'm still looking for that human touch when I go to the hospital or when I interact with my provider. And I think that's where, how can we leverage technology to get some of that regulatory, that that stuff we have to take care, but then have that still human interaction. And that's where I wanted to tie into workforce engagement, right? Because if that's the expectation of our consumers, that they're gonna go and have that deep understanding of empathy in a healthcare system, how can I provide that empathy if I'm not, if I'm broken, because I went through the pandemic and I'm not confident in the place that I work and et cetera. So that's where really I've been hand in hand with our human resources team to really invest into a lot of strategies around how can I just ensure that you are seen and your story is heard as a staff member, as a provider, right? Like what have you been through? How can I connect you to the right resources? How can I just celebrate you? How can I understand that your heritage makes big uh, who you are, right? That's the fabric of who you are. How can I make Hispanic Heritage Month the biggest thing in the world in our cafeteria, for instance? Like little things like that, but then that ties directly to that consumer, right? Because now I'm feeling really confident at work. People know my story. Now that when I have someone that walks in and I'm here to provide compassion and provide that high quality care that we all invest into, I can give that. I can have that moment for them. For that consumer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So let's talk a bit more then about the consumer and yeah. the consumer experience. Um, we talked a little bit about changing expectations. Technology is clearly yeah. part of that. People probably want to use technology more than they did. Not everybody, but people do. How is that shift towards a more technology-driven patient experience manifesting uh, at, at your health system? It's a lot around elevating those stories that I was talking to you about. How can I leverage like AI to look at all of our community feedback, our patient feedback, right? And really seeing what is the story of the community that we're serving. So that's really what we've been doing lately, as well as just leveraging social media for, of course. And you say leveraging social media, of course. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you're doing that? And I think that that's something that we need to continue investing into, uh, really sticking to what is our brand purpose. That's something really exciting for me. And all my graduate studies, I I loved product and brand management. And I think that we're a little late to the game in healthcare in some aspects of how can we be the Coca-Cola's or the Starbucks? You know exactly the experience that you're going to get, no matter what facility you go into, you know what the experience is to be a workforce member there. Uh, and how can we make that sticky brand concept fit into healthcare? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And so I think leveraging that social media and continually putting out content that sticks to that brand uh, is really important. What about the, um, any, do you have any perspectives on the administrative side of the experience as far as patients are concerned in terms of checking in for their appointment, booking an appointment online, paying their bill? Like how is that experience unfolding? Um, it is the exactly is super clunky mm. right now right mm-hmm. and how can we like in certain regards of my experience i'm still using paper models to check people in um 
and it's really frustrating as an administrator to oversee this but how can i and and i sound like a broken record right well of going back to that human like knowing that these are my barriers and yes i'm going to work for and i'm going to spend this whole conference talking to solutions providers and see how i can leverage and take some of that waste out of the stream but how can i still invest into my workforce so that until i get to that ideal model of leveraging all these solutions that throughout that process when i'm saying hey check in with this piece of paper i have a really competent workforce member that's providing that experience with them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very good very good let's talk a little bit about the regulatory environment yeah. i'm curious um your perspective on that it feels um obviously it's complex um there's a patchwork of regulations that are both local and federal yeah um it's also changing and quite dynamic um can you t tell us a little bit about how that regulatory environment is 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 landing in the co context of the patient experience it is and i think everyone it's it's a frustrating place to be into right and it's just continuing to get or like and especially in some of our markets that we who are we checkboxing for it, right? Our local environment, our city environment, our county, our state. Uh, and that's really taking away from that human empathy piece when, especially for like my nursing team, they are held to just doing checkboxes. And, and we are honestly praising people for it. Like I see our nursing students and we're giving them a pat on the back when you are clicking the right box, right? And we're really trying to change that, especially from our senior administration at the hospital that I oversee, uh, to really say, yes, let's, of course, pat you on the back for the regulatory pieces, but let's pat you on the back for that empathy piece that you provided as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just really frustrating uh, to operate in this world. And then in the patient experience specifically, our surveys and everything need to be completely redone. Um, because as regulatory pieces have come and gone, we're now being held to, in our ambulatory areas, it's about to be public reported in January of next year. And these are just outdated mailed surveys that doesn't really meet that changing consumer that we were talking about earlier. How 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 would you change those surveys? Uh, how, how are you thinking about doing that? I would love to get to a more just-in-time model. And in our current regulatory space, that's only in inpatient behavioral health at this moment. And so we don't really have that opportunity. We can do that and there's a lot of solutions and we could a lot of homegrown things where we can ask the story of our patients, but we're not getting held to that from our CMS and our HCAPS reimbursement. We're waiting for the patient to take a survey two weeks later to recount on their experience rather than, hey, what happened yesterday, right? Like how can I fix right now in the moment with you? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It seems as a consumer that other industries are very good at surveying uh, their consumers at different points in the journey, yeah. different points in the experience with them. My, Healthcare hasn't really caught up to that. At yet. all. And my favorite thing, like just flying into O'Hare yesterday, my favorite, like just the little happy faces in the bathroom. Like, I'm like, look how much feedback that that cleaning team is getting in real time, right? Mm -hmm. Like they can go and put, all their staff resources to terminal K because everyone's pushing the red unhappy face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's end with a comment on safety net yeah. um, and your safety net strategies. 
maybe there's some um uh, aspect of it that's driven by your location i, I don't know but yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that please so we're historic we are the safety net hospital in the urban core of downtown la we're the largest trauma center so i i'm deeply intimate with uh what is a safety net hospital in this country and i think our safety net strategy is really three part i would put it into and that's a investment into community health and not just letting the community health needs assessment just sit on a binder. I know that every three years we have to do it since the Affordable Care Act, but how can we let that be a really living and breathing model of our community? And not only in the community, but how does that bridge into the acute care setting? How can we invest those community benefits into my emergency room? Like for instance, I have a whole team of interns that are just teaching people how to read their insurance cards right? That's a safety net strategy. People don't know that you can call the 1-800 number on the back and uh, see who's your primary care provider or get access to a nurse hotline, for instance. Uh, so that's one strategy. The second one is really payer relations and going into a, we have Medi-Cal, which is the brand name for Medicaid in California, right? And we have really invested over the last 10 years, I would say, and it's been a successful model for us of uh, shared risk and doing capitated models. So we have over 200,000 capitated lives that we're in charge of. Uh, and really, so that's been helping, right? From a shared risk, we're all sharing the payments, but how can we invest into the experience so that our members that are where the hospital of choice are, they, they wanna stay with us and they don't wanna tell their insurance to go somewhere else. Uh, and then the third piece I would say is the doubling down of experience efforts and people are like oh of course the experience guy's going to say that right uh but i'm in the same financial environment where we're cutting left and right how can we be a leaner healthcare place how are we surviving out of this pandemic and i would say and i would urge companies to use your experience models so your leaders or whatever experience efforts you already have going on but in a more creative way how can you put your experience people at the table with your throughput conversations and talking about operational efficiency and ensuring that people are calling their family members to get you discharged earlier or how can you put your experienced leaders at the table about wayfinding and how can you put your experienced people at the table when you're talking to your payer relations and your care coordination efforts right like there's different ways that experience can help into the safety net strategy other than just your typical where we started the patient relations, the complaints. I think we need to be more creative uh, in leveraging that. Mm, excellent. Okay, that's a that's a great thought to end on. I think yeah. so. Thank you so much. Thanks, Will. for spending your time with us today. Thank you. Man.